This is First You Hustle, a podcast from the Columbus College of Art and Design meant to help students and budding creative professionals put their expertise to use. I'm Jordan Bell, and today we're going to touch on a few topics, all centered around one CCAD student's internship. Sarah Copes has been working with Osterland Services for Youth, a nonprofit organization in Springfield, Ohio, that assists in the healing of children with trauma. Sarah is a film and video student at CCAD, but in working with Osterland has discovered new potential career paths. We'll discuss that and what it means to work with a nonprofit organization. I don't know. I found it supporting because it was challenging. So I've, I feel like since I've stepped into the position, like I've been more challenged. Um, so there are those panic, like panic moments. <laughs> but like I, I realized that I work best under those moments. Like I had to learn how to do a press release. <laughs> like yeah. I had no idea how to start that or where to get the contacts. And my boss had just like emailed me and was like, hey, I need you to send out a press release today. So get working on that. And I was like, how? plus since sarah is a film and video student we have a visual take a look at what's going on at osterland by clicking the link in the description to see sarah's thesis mini documentary about the life skills center it'll help give a lot more context to where sarah is working and the mission behind it it's all coming up next on first you hustle Welcome to the show. Ahead is my interview with Sarah, but first, here's a quick clip from that film I mentioned in the intro that she did last summer. If you think about a child in a normal home environment, they learn life skills from their parents and their siblings and their extended family. Children who have been in troubled situations or not typical family situations don't get that opportunity. And we tend to take for granted that they should know how to hammer a nail or take care of a a pet or an animal or raise a plant from a seed. They don't get those same opportunities that children in a stable environment really take for granted. So the Life Skills Center here at Osterlin I see is probably the future foundation for how we will serve children in this community and and in the entire community that Osterland serves. That should provide just a pinch of context to the work Sarah will talk about in the interview, but I encourage you to check out the full thing on Vimeo via the link in the description of this podcast episode. It's also a good way to jump into a brief conversation before we get to the interview. What does it mean to work at a nonprofit organization? Many people are familiar with nonprofit organizations, Even more have interacted with one. Sometimes you know you are, sometimes you do not. Yet there's still some misnomers about what it means to be a nonprofit, and most of it comes down to taxes and money. True or false, nonprofits can't make money. This is false. They can. They just can't have a profit-driven mission. They can be created for the purpose of delivering a profit, and when they make money, what happens to it? In a for-profit company, it's given to shareholders. In a nonprofit, it's given back to the organization. So, If your nonprofit brings in a lot of money, that money needs to be spent towards the organization and mission. You can't get a bonus check. You can't invest in a nonprofit. You might invest in a for-profit, but with a nonprofit, you donate that money. It's theirs, not yours. Nonprofits, rather, must serve some public purpose. 
The IRS will monitor nonprofits to make sure they're holding up that end of the bargain. Nonprofits can engage in political campaigns, for example. True or false, nonprofits do not pay taxes. This one is true, and perhaps the one most associated with nonprofit organizations. Being tax-exempt is a big benefit to a nonprofit organization, which is why the classification of being a nonprofit is rather strict. So what does this all mean for you, the creative professional who wants to start their career? Well, I'm not sure exactly. It kind of means a lot of different things. Maybe you weren't considering work with nonprofit organizations. After all, that word nonprofit might lead you to think it means no profit for you. But that isn't the case. Nonprofits often utilize volunteers, yes, but the ones that run the organization are paid. They get salaries. They get paid hourly, just like any other job. I work for a nonprofit. I get paid. It may be more common for an in, that an intern would be unpaid, and as in many cases, this is seen as one of the justifiable places to have an unpaid internship, but many positions, including internships, are paid. Today's interview is with someone who had a paid position as an intern at a nonprofit, just for your information. Consider the benefits of mission-driven work. If you are passionate about a cause or service, working in that sector is a great way to fulfill that passion, and it's also a great way to network. One of the hidden benefits of a nonprofit is that, for the most part, they rely on being heavily engaged in their community to generate support. Donor support is the entire engine that runs most nonprofit organizations. Other sources of income are grants or endowments, but the majority of nonprofit organizations live or die by the engagement of their community. The more people who help support the organization, the better they can fulfill their mission. So when you work with that nonprofit, you are just ipso facto heavily involved in the community. So as someone who works with a nonprofit, you can utilize the functional skills you possess, your creative skills, while also working in an area you are passionate about. Nonprofits are more or less lean. This means that you get exposed to lots of different parts of the organization rather than just fulfilling one functional role. Sarah talks about this in the interview coming up. This is a great way, especially when you were young, to be exposed to some functional areas you weren't considering before. It's a great way to get some management experience, whether that be managing volunteers, managing events, or managing projects. Now, some potential downsides to these benefits is that an unhealthy nonprofit might have you spread too thin, might not pay as well as other for-profit companies. So it's always important to evaluate the organization before you accept a position and consider how the position is a net benefit to you. After all, this is your career, and that's something you want to do with nonprofits and for-profits. And for nonprofits, while we all hope to be so selfless as to ignore what's right for us to give to the cause, it's not a good long-term play. It's a good way to get burnt out, in fact. So in short, as with any job, it's all about knowing the context of the work environment. There are lots of great things about working with a nonprofit, and as you understand those benefits, you can properly evaluate whether a position at one is a good fit for you. If nonprofits interest you, I encourage you to go way back in our archive to 2017, what a quaint time, and check out our episode called The Thing About Fine Arts, where we talk about the arts management career options that a fine arts background helps prepare you for. Most arts management positions are in nonprofit or government organizations. On to our interview with Sarah. Let's hear a little bit about the day in the life of an intern at a nonprofit, a paid intern, I might add, if I didn't already. My name is Sarah Copes. I entered at Osterlin Services for Youth, um, and I'm their videographer, their photographer, and their marketing specialist. And what does that mean? What do you do day to day? Um, so day to day, it kind of actually changes seasonally. So, for example, in May, we're actually having um, a 5K. So for that, I'm going to be doing making promotional items for that. And 
possibly another video to kind of advertise and bring people back to the campus for that event. For example, for Christmas, um, I'm in charge of getting all of the children's requests and the families within our programs, the requests of what they need, and getting all those out to potential donors or churches that would like to sponsor Osterlin for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, We also had another event that's uh, our trunk or treat. So I made the flyer for that, and whenever I went to events like... uh, Springfield hosts like a health expo or culture fest is really big in Springfield, Ohio. Um, We would go there and we actually handed out close to 60 flyers that day. Um, And we expected around 400 people for our first drunk retreat. And it ended up being seven to 800 people. Yeah. (laughs) So it was a, it was a big surprise. (laughs) And so you're a film and video student, but it sounds like you're doing much more than just video. Yes. Um, so my boss actually, I've been interning for them since March. So, um, my boss over the summer actually offered me the position of the marketing specialist because I, she said that I have like kind of a rare, talent since I am pursuing a degree in film and video. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have the mind of a manager cause I've been a theater manager for three and a half, four years. Mm-hmm. Um, so she said that I can bring a lot of new things to the table and she's been in marketing for 20, 25 years. And so she really wants to teach me everything that she knows. Um, so I might have a future in marketing and I'm thinking about getting my master's possibly yeah. in marketing. Nice. Yeah. Theater's a good background. It's like a good preparation for just like, I can produce anything like yeah. whatever trunk or treat event, video, right. whatever it is, I'll know how to, you know, wrangle everything together. Right. And CCAD actually prepared me a lot for that just because, um, like at the time I didn't want to take my Vizlet classes, but now I can produce like flyers like this mm-hmm. and, Stuff like that. So it actually really prepared me for a position in marketing. <laughs> yeah. So when you were going into the semester, knowing you're getting credit for it, um, what were some things that you're like, here's what I want to measure. Here's what I want to learn. Here's what I'm hoping to accomplish by the end. Um, so I know that like our, we're a nonprofit organization. So uh, our board actually has been requesting me to make another video because uh, for my thesis, I actually made a video over our Life Skills Center um, in Osterlin, which is our program that basically helps kids get like hands-on therapy. So like um, they uh, like basically grow plants um, all through winter and the beginning of spring. And then they have the option to sell those plants if they would like to. They can also keep the plants. A lot of them want to sell them um, because they get canteen money. So it's like if they earn enough privileges, then they can go and buy something on another outing if they're allowed on an outing. So we get a lot of kids who have a lot of like mental health issues so we're basically a mental health facility but we also have like foster care and things like that so when I made the video I wanted to do originally like an Osterlin all but then I realized that it's such a big place like we have five or six different programs that none of none are really related to each other Mm -hmm. um so I focused primarily on the life skills center because um we were basically moving towards a capital campaign, um, and we still are, um, 
that we want to raise enough money. I think it's like 2.5 million to build a new life skills center. Um, so I knew that after my thesis that I wanted to make another video that basically was promotional that we could put on our page, but also maybe we can get a local station to put it out. So basically a promotional piece is what we're working on now. And that's kind of what the board wants. Um, but we're kind of at a weird place in the holiday season. So I realized that I wouldn't be able to accomplish that and do everything that my job also required of me. So, and with like the weather changing and everything like that, filming outdoors is a little tricky. Mm -hmm. um, so what I wanted to do is I wanted to start capturing some of the staff. So I started actually um, their employee of the month photos. So I started uh, capturing those and now I'm working on executive council, which is our middle management. So I'm kind of redoing all of their photos based around this one house that's on the campus that's been around for about 120 years now. Mm -hmm. So it's the original house that's on the property and we actually renovated it and it's kind of what we're all based around a little bit. It's called the Respite and Resource Center. So it's basically used for anybody in the community that needs it, any family that needs mm -hmm. it for a certain amount of time. They just have to get approved, which is actually more s simple than they think. Those first few years on the job are all about you You kind of learn. And some people learn passively about you were tasked with something, and so I had to learn it. But were there things like going into the job, I wanted to do X, Y, Z, and then you did that? Creating a flyer was something that I've mm -hmm. always wanted to do. And I know it's like the smallest, simplest yeah. thing. But like I was like, I really want to like make something that I can hand out mm -hmm. at events. Yeah, and this isn't and like a flyer because people won't be able to see it. Like this is a really well-designed very thoughtful. It's not like you went oh, into yeah. Word and we're just like <laughs> typing up, right. you know, like it's something right. you just post on a, a telephone pole. Like this is a really nicely made flyer. Right, right. So I'm I'm really proud of this. Like there should be more contrast and things like that in it. Like, um, but I'm really proud that I started with this. Um, and I'm actually really proud of my um, photo editing skills since I've started this. So I've learned a lot about a um, lot more about like what I can do in Photoshop because I've always used Premiere just like editing videos and things like that. So I haven't used a lot of um, my photography skills. So I guess being in that position kind of it's helping me basically learn more about my position, if that makes sense. Like I'm learning a little bit more every day. So like right now I'm taking over all of our social media um, where completely gutting our website and redoing it um, so we're slowly editing that so I'm in charge of that as well um, I'm learning more about grants and donations um, so that's kind of like I'm learning a lot more about statistics which isn't so fun but yeah. <laughs> it's kind of nice to be trusted with that and like I feel like I'm really like branching out from just video now right which is really nice yeah with nonprofits it's kind of hard to avoid the development arm like that's what makes a nonprofit live and breathe so you can't really be in marketing or really any position without kind of thinking about the bottom line and and grants rely so much on um the, the type of information like that you need to capture on who's doing what when where so how did that how does that inform it did you find that like getting in the way of the creative process or did you find it supporting your creative process in any way i don't know 
I found it supporting because it was challenging. So I've, I feel like since I've stepped into the position, like I've been more challenged. Um, so there are those panic, like panic moments, <laughs> but like, I, I realized that I work best under those moments. Like, um, so like I had to learn how to do a press release. <laughs> like, yeah. I had no idea how to start that or where to get the contacts. And my boss had just like emailed me and was like, Hey, I need you to send out a press release today. So get working on that. And I was like, how? <laughs> <laughs> so she kind of laughed and like walked me through it and everything <laughs> like that. Yeah. It sounds like you're really getting every angle of marketing. I mean, you've talked about like social media, which is, you know, direct kind of engagement, a two way communication, flyers, um, videos, photography. It's really press releases. It kind of sounds like you're, you're almost a, um, one person marketing office all in one. How many people do you work with? How many people, other people are in the office? Um, so we have, so I'm the marketing specialist and then we have actually, um, Osterlin is Lutheran based. So we have a pastor that works in our church relations. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our donations come through churches. So her job is to go and visit those churches. Um, and she'll like, she loves showing the life skills videos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need to get her a new video because she keeps like showing it. But she said every time she shows it, like people love it. So I give her that and she goes and visits them. I go to events like culture fest and things like that mm -hmm. um, to bring people in that way. Um, and then we have our administrative assistant, Sharon, who's been there forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's like the best person. Um, she kind of holds us all together because she knows so much about Osterlin and we're all so new to Osterlin because mm -hmm. we all came to Osterlin around the same time, um, as well as my supervisor. So she's, I think she had her, her one year like, um, today actually. Mm -hmm. Um, so my boss, um, is our developmental director. So she's the one that's teaching me everything about marketing because she's been doing fundraising and marketing for like 25, 30 years. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like you and your supervisor obviously work closely together, but then everyone else, it's, it's more like divide and conquer. Like it sounds like the pastor is doing things that your team yes. doesn't work on. And it's super nice because um, my boss like loves having a meeting every week, mm -hmm. like just for us four. And um, I didn't think that it was so, I haven't been in an environment where it's so necessary to have one every week, like my other jobs or um, like with school and things like that. You're in class, but that's kind of like a meeting. <laughs> like, right. So I didn't put that together, but like I love being able to touch base with everyone and see where everybody's at and kind of like what new project we're all going to like tackle together. Mm -hmm. So what was your favorite project that you worked on? Was it the flyer? Um, <laughs> bring up the flyer. <laughs> it, was, it was trunk or treat actually, mm -hmm. because like I, I love Halloween. Mm -hmm. So what we want to turn this into, like it was just trunk or treat this year, but my boss's like dream, we call her our, our idea person because she completely came up with this. Um, but we want to make it into eventually like a fall, f fall festival because we have close to like 75 acres. So we want to create like a pumpkin patch. So we have like Tyler at the Life Skills Center working on creating a pumpkin patch for us next year and maybe like eventually like a hayride or like a haunted house. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of fun because it's something that we've built sort of from scratch and then we're going to like create it. I don't know. It's kind of neat. Well, it's yeah, it sounds like you, you've been doing so many different 
things. It's probably been a really great learning experience for you it to has. Yeah. get out of just video and see the whole marketing umbrella. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of amazing. And it's, yeah, like I said, it's made me actually want to possibly pursue my next degree. Thank you, Sarah, for your insight and sharing the work you and the whole team at Osterlin are up to. As mentioned at the top of the program, there are many benefits to nonprofits like exposure to lots of functional areas. Sarah is now considering a master's in marketing. There's a benefit of mission-driven work. You can hear the dedication of the mission in Sarah's voice. There's also that idea of boots on the ground. There's something extra satisfying about work in the field and being in the thick of things. That's our episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.